Adam LaFondra places it into that bottom corner and the Cove celebrates. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sky Blue Stories, where winners once again for the first time in the league this year, and it uh, feels pretty good. Feels pretty good to be back in the winners' circle. Um, later on tonight, uh, Sean and I were joined by Gowser Ryan McGowan um, for a brilliant chat, and thanks again to Gows for for joining us and bringing some some joy to us and to our listeners uh, as we lead into the Christmas period. Uh, Sean, uh, just you and I tonight. Um, just the two of us. Back to back to the old firm. Probably over quantity. Too too much. We've clearly been talking to too many Scots Scotsmen at the moment. Old firm, but that's okay. Um, a quick um, quick shout out to all of our patrons, um, especially those that got, I guess, priority access on those questions for Gauza. Um, we we did our very best to ask all of those, and um, thanks to Arrow Sport continuing to sponsor Sky Blue Stories throughout. Um, they're making some great strides in the, uh, in the, in the football scene and, uh, and other scenes as well. Um, recently putting together some, uh, some indoor kits, um, futsal kits and some netball kits as well. So if you are on the lookout or if you're in charge of your team like Sean is, make sure you hit up Arrow Sport. Uh, Sean, we are winners, which is great news. Six-point weekend in Six Sydney points. FC. Yeah, um, working our way up the club championship. Where, 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 where are we up to? Do we know? Okay. Um, I don't know. Somewhere? You, I'll tell you what, you do it, you do it around the grounds. You they're do around they're the doing ground. better than Canberra United. Yeah. And, and I don't think we're doing better than MacArthur, sadly. No. They've only got a men's team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why don't you take us around the ground, Sean, and I'll... I'll check in on that for us. If I must, uh, look, um, not much to report this week. It's actually quite skinny. Just a little reminder, FFA Cup game against our rivals across the border. Yeah. Uh, Brisbane Raw has been moved to 6pm, which I thought maybe a bit of a pain for some who are trying to get to work or get there from work. Maybe it might be fine, consider it school holidays and people are going on leave or whatnot, but... Nevertheless, I know, fortunately, RPO getting belted at the moment by the Mariners. So hopefully we'll do the same to Raw tomorrow night or tonight if you're listening to this. So 6 p.m. over at Netstrada down at Cobra. Yes, 6 p.m. Yeah, I originally thought it might have had something to do with school holidays too, Sean. But then um, obviously it, it, it came out because uh, Brisbane can't stay overnight in Sydney. They've got to get back and forth on the same night. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, that allows Alashe them. wants them back. That's right. All right. Uh, let's not get started on, uh, <laughs> on, on down that track, shall we? But, um, yeah, 6 p.m., we'll preview that game uh, a little bit later on. Um, why, don't we, why don't we enjoy the win and, and get straight into that? Let's get, 
Let's get into our A-League game. We're off the bottom. Well, we were already off the bottom, but we're getting, we got a win, three points with a, okay, decent win over the Wellington Phoenix. Uh, it's 1-0 at half time. We got to see more of Elvis's backflips. Um, and then Alfie as well got on the score sheet. Um, I, I don't think I've seen more of a relieved person or player once they've scored a goal than Alfie was on a, <laughs> The other night on Sunday after he got here, so just like, you know, got on the monkey off the back or something. I don't know how do you explain it, but yeah, um, just just a relief I think for, for Alf because yeah. he's been working his ass off despite our, our not so great form. He, he's been working hard to get some uh, sausage rolls. He has, and I think I think you're right. A bit of relief, but I think also a bit of um, uh, you know, Casera's undercooked that ball. Um, to him. Little, so yeah. we finally had a bit of luck where instead of, you know, that pass being cleared like it should have, it, it fell through and came through to Alfie and he, he was able to, you know, hit a pretty simple finish for, for a striker of his class. So, yeah, it was good to see. Um, of course, we didn't do things easily, Sean. Um, nope. they, uh, they certainly uh, put the pressure on us and uh, getting that goal that looked for all money offside, but yeah, watching it from home, um, it was pretty clear that that he was on. There are a few other players offside, but um, not in the vision, uh, not in the vision, or or they didn't affect play per the rule. So um, yeah, a bit nervy, a bit nervy towards the end. But I guess the, the the big talking point for the game or leading into the game was our not great run of form you know, over the last month or so, and was Corica going to do something about it you know were we going to see wholesale changes is it is he going to you know formation new personnel yada 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 we started to see some of that with the starting 11 uh harry was still there but we saw donicky start which i thought was the right move no offense benny but i, I think we both agree donicky's got his nose out in front mm-hmm. um over benny and um really excited for us because we know he listens um yes how did Yazbek get a start? Um, he's a yeah, starting yeah, the, yeah. Boy, was he brilliant. He was absolutely fantastic on the night. One of the best, I thought. Um, one of the best, I thought. And, yeah, Sean, we got the – don't know if it was rotation or if it was out of necessity, um, but it was nice to see. It was nice to see the fresh faces. Um, and, and don't disagree with, um, you know, what you what you put forward there on in terms of why. Um the the game started quite well for us. I, I thought we were fairly dominant um, mm-hmm. without without you know being blistering. We we did seem to we did seem to fall into some old old you know bad habits. I think as the game wore on, Sean. I'm not sure how you saw it, um, but it, it it wasn't a 90 minute performance. Let's put it that way. No, it was. I could I could still see a little bit too much lateral movement and not enough. Quickness in in our passing decision making when playing forward, um, but it was I, I will say it was an improved performance. Some yeah. could argue was it helped by the fact that we were playing Wellington and, and God love them. It's been a tough couple of seasons for them having to play away from home, but um, you know, was it helped by the fact we were playing a team that will probably finish somewhere near the bottom of the table? But I guess you can only play who you got in front of you. And look, we were the better team on the night and, yeah, um, we were. and, and we were. 
got the three points that we deserve. But look, I'm, I'll talk a bit more about gameplay and style and whatnot a little bit later on in our review. But I'm, I'm just glad we've got the three points. I think, I think I don't know if it was Ardo online or somebody said online. I think you know we, we wax lyrical about uh, change players and formation and all that kind of stuff. But I think just something that the boys are down on at the moment um, is, is confidence. So hopefully this will give them a shot of confidence and we can start to move forward against Brisbane in the FFA Cup game and then further on to MacArthur. I hope so. You seem happier, Shawnee. You seem happier. I'm, uh, I'm trying to – look, I don't want to be a negative Nancy or whatever it might be and, and all pessimistic and all doom and gloom because I know maybe some people are sick of me doing that. Uh, <laughs> I can be negative if you want. Let's start off positively with, with Elvis, Backlick yeah. and Sober. Um, I want to know how he does it. But a, a lovely, a nice finish, a nice cross by Kingy on the byline, loops it over. Yeah. Um, Harry, I don't know whether he meant it or not, but lobbing that header over to a... Oh. Your, your, your oh. campaign against Van der Sar oh. has to stop. <laughs> It has to stop. Leave short. me alone. I, personally, oh, I don't know. It was on purpose. It was very reckon, much on purpose. Do you reckon? I just thought he was keeping it alive. Oh, that's like when you <laughs> said Remy's goal last week. <laughs> that I was taking the piss. But <laughs> I, I personally, I just thought Harry was keeping it alive. Fortunately, landing at Elvis, a lovely first touch by Elvis and the finish. Um, this boy is playing wonderful football and. Um, I think he deserved, he deserved his goal. He deserved yeah. the goal because he missed a sitter only a couple of minutes beforehand, yeah. um, which was a lovely piece of play down the right hand side again. And um, he was joining on the spot once more, and, and yeah, unfortunately blazed it high and mm. uh, not so handsome uh, over the bar. Um, but it was a it was a good finish. The first touch um, sort of sat back for him, and he just belted it into the goal. Not much, uh, not much the keeper could do about that one. And we had a few other chances, Ken Sober again, Yazzie, but let's let's fast forward to Alfie's goal. And I think a lovely finish. He still had a little bit of work to do once he got laid it off by, by Anthony, but just that lovely, he ran the ball forward, took on the players, they were dropping off him, you know, didn't want to commit. And uh, there was Alfie yeah. lurking towards his right. And I, I, I quite liked Anthony in that more advanced. I think he's... Yeah, I think he can almost play just about anywhere. I've always rated Anthony, and so um, we um, played that centre mid role well. But I like him. You know, we were talked recently, like oh, Maxi and Ninko are probably two of our most creative. I, I want to throw Anthony in that mix as well. I think, um, and Sean, again, you and I and Jules, we we spoke quite highly of AC in the season preview, which raised a couple of eyebrows, and and then there are other sections of Sydney FC fans that absolutely love him. Um, we're obviously in that latter group, and I think it just goes to show the value that he adds to this team, you know, being played in that more advanced role after playing the first um, first four games, you know, in, in defensive midfield. Uh, he, it was certainly, certainly stood out more. Um, but as we've been told, you know, when you're playing in those deeper roles, you, your job isn't really to stand out. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, you know, AC certainly held his own. I think this is his second or third Potentially player of the match, player of the um, yeah. match performance. So, um, you know, stick by that. I, I think AC. Um, you know, I, I've got my own opinions on on Max Burgess and his form, but 
Um, I, I, I'd put AC starting ahead of ahead of him at the moment. You'd like to see AC and Ninko side by side. Potentially, if Ninko's fit, but um, and then Max, I, Max is kind of. I didn't on. even realize. I didn't even realize Max was on the pitch, to be honest. Mm. Um, and you know, again, no disrespect. I just don't. I just don't think he's settled in, into the team just yet. Um, we're certainly not giving him the, the the space and the the creativity that he had at Western United that we saw yeah. when he was on, absolutely on fire. Um, so that could be something to do with it, but I just I don't think he's found his rhythm yet. Um, and and we certainly haven't seen the best of, of Max Burgess, and it's it's hopefully to come. But um, yeah, it, it, I mean Caceres was definitely the most creative um, player for mine. Would it be too early to? If, if, if AC is going to play in a more advanced role, um, would it be too early for me to want to see a yazbek Neuenhoff centre mid partnership? Do you think <laughs> they're both brilliant? And I think it's putting a fair bit of pressure on them. Um, a bit too young, a bit too and, 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 and To be fair, Sean, um, Paolo Retro has been quite good. He did have a, um, I thought he had quite a solid game. He did turn it he's, over. He's, he's been quite good for not just one or two games as well, yeah, which is what he's lacked in the past and potentially yeah. potentially why he cops a bit of stick. But, you know, Paolo, Paolo's got a bit of a howler in him in terms of, you know, turning the ball over or whatever else. But Callum Neuenhoff has that too. The yeah. only difference is that Callum's, you know, 21 years old or whatever it is, and, and so people forgive it. Yeah. Um, you, you know... Callum turned the ball over in almost a, a carbon copy way that he did in, a, in another game earlier this year. And Wellington ran away, you know, in, in close to the 90th minute and, and we nearly got punished off it. So, you know, he gets spared because of his youth. Um, but, mate, I'd, I'd, I'd still be having... Uh, I'd be having Paolo Paddy Yazbek in the middle, by all means. I, I don't think there's... I, I think they, they performed quite well and they seemed to suit each other, so... And then I thought uh, Donicky was, was fantastic. You, you messaged me during the game. You like seeing yeah. him play forward and drive into the midfield. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, no, that's sorry, I, you I, I agree you, with me, Jonathan. I thought you would keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, um, just that sense of confidence I think he gives and brings the others around him, and those those um, direct you know, balls to feet uh, of the midfield or, or to the wide men um, from big donks. Uh, yeah, certainly I just gave gave a bit more command of, of the area and um, it's good to see. Hopefully he's back to full fitness and, um, you know, can can keep putting in performances like that. So, yeah, no, it's it, it's very good to see. Very good to see. Can, I, can I be picky about substitutions again? You can. Can we talk about um, yes. how good Paddy Yazbek's um, debut was first? Oh, look, I think I, I, I think, I think debut ready to start is. there, you know, start there each week and maybe come off like he did during the game for, for Callum or, or maybe have a little bit of a vice versa or something with Callum and share the role or something like that and then have Retre as a consistent rock there in the midfield. Um, maybe that's a way forward with the team. But I thought Pat, for his age, he... He played beyond his years. He, he, he started really well. Um, and the difference, the key difference for mine is um, at the pace of which he was making decisions. Um, you saw him pick the ball up on the right-hand side at one stage and, you know, he didn't just seem to lay it off. He, he, he took the space that was offered to him. 
mm. in front of him. And that's always a great sign. You know, you always want players taking on others and, and backing themselves. But he sort of did that. It led to a chance. Um, I think Alfie was trying to uh, then spoon the ball on to Elvis further, further to the left. Yeah. Uh, and it was just a great start. But but not only that, like when he was found himself in deep positions, again, he, he would he had that ability to know where he wanted the ball to go before he even received it, you know, which is an outstanding characteristic to have um, for, for a holding midfielder. And it's something that Bratton did, you know, so masterfully and has done so masterfully over his career. So, you know, obviously not comparing, comparing the two, but um, it was really good signs uh, on, on starting to boo for Patton um, where, yeah, just, um, just, over the moon for another, um, you know, Sydney FC youth product that's come up through the system, um, you know, finding his way into the starting lineup. Absolutely. Um, now, here's my little gripe. Yes. Uh, what grinds, what grounds your gear? I just thought at that, and I had, you know, the, the uh, others around me agree, albeit they're idiots in, in <laughs> an Andrew. Um, I just thought it was a strange sub to have Bobo come on for Alfie. I, like, I know that might be a little nitpicking. And I just thought they're not like-for-like players. Bobo's not going to press like Alfie does. I would have left Alfie on unless, unless Stevie's thinking, you know, save him a bit for Brisbane, save him a bit for MacArthur on the weekend. Yeah, I, I thought all the other subs were fine. With, with Ninko and Burgess, we're going to see that a lot this season. Um, then can I take turns? Grant for Harry. But Harry had an all right game. Uh, Callum for Pat, Trent for Elvis, kind of like for like. But, yeah, I just thought it was a strange thing having Bobo come on. Oh, that. And yeah, I, yeah. I that when he, like, he, he didn't really offer much when he came on, Bobo. And no. I noticed quite a few times when Bobo received it in and around the 18-yard box, his first touch was away from MacArthur keeper, away from, like, take a touch, turn the play, hit and shoot, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I just found it very, I don't know, defensive, negative. Well, you want yeah, your I think you've answered. I think you've answered your own question there a bit, Sean. I think. Yeah. I think. Um, I think there was a, probably a few things in it. Uh, Alfie's played a lot of football to start the year, um, and and I think we're genuinely going to have a crack at this FFA Cup now. So mm-hmm. I, 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 I'd say it was purely a. Um, it was get Bobo some more minutes with a two-nil lead. And um, give Alfie a bit of a rest before Wednesday night. I, I purely think that's that's what it was. Um, Bobo obviously played 45 against the Mariners. Still looked a little bit off the pace. Um, I mean, the poor bastard. He's you know 47 years old. He, he's probably going to look off the pace all the time. But um, yeah, I think um, I, I think that was purely a, a you know it's early in the season and let's not um, let's not drive Alfie into the ground just yet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, some final thoughts, Jono. Um, I, I like some changes with the lineup. Um, yeah. And, and I didn't expect Steve to come out and make a raft of changes and the team look totally different and see a different setup. But do, do you think, is it too early to say Steve has answered his critics or he's, he, he probably doesn't give uh, it to his critics, probably, actually, to be honest? Yeah, look, there. I think just... Going back to what we said at the start, I think it's something positive to build off. Yeah. I'm not, um, I'm not, you know, jumping out of my seat with excitement. And um, 
I wasn't glued to the game at all. There were still some periods there where we we definitely could have done better, but hopefully it's that that shot in the arm and that, like you said, Sean, a bit of confidence for the boys. And it'll be interesting to see what lineups we we see in the next couple of games. Um, there are still some boys carrying carrying injuries. I mean, Ninko looked. I, I don't know why Ninko came on. Um, he, you know how he lumbers around the pitch normally. Um, yeah, but this yeah. this was quite noticeable that he um you know that he's he's not a hundred percent. I think I saw a a report saying that they had to drain fluid from his knee um at one point. So you, you know unlucky with his shot at the end, I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could have could have done slightly better. Um, but yeah, I just I think it's too early. It's too early to say, Sean. Um and, and and another big test, uh, another big test on on Boxing Day for mm-hmm. for the team. F F S F C votes, Jonathan. Yeah, um, I ended up being pretty even. Um, I gave two to Yazbek, two to AC, and um, two to Elvis. I gave. I'm just typing it so I don't forget. Uh, <laughs> I gave. I'll just make sure it adds up to six, two, four, five, yeah. Uh, two AC and, and Yaz back each. And then I gave Elvis and Donicky one each. Nice. Yeah, yeah centre halves don't get enough love. Um, I think that's it. So just quickly before we talk about the next game, Sean, did you did you manage to catch any of the uh, other fixtures across the weekend? Bits and pieces. Oh, like the, the, I saw the Melbourne derby. I thought that was – I never thought I'd be – not cheering, but – Happy to see two Melbourne teams play, um, but that Happy was draw. a draw, and and that was a fucking awesome game. Part of my French. Um, yeah. How do you reckon? Um, how do you reckon Sydney FC would um, fare against those sides at the moment? Can the negative Nancy of Sean come out <laughs> and play for a bit? You give him permission. Yeah, no, I just like to our point about you know as as he answered his critics. Well, I just think if that wasn't Wellington. Yeah, like I think he was a little bit fortunate um, that the, the the that this round's game that has just passed was against Wellington, where he could not answer his critics but get the three points and to a small degree answer some critics, because if they if we had come up against Melbourne City or Victory or even Western United to a degree as well, yeah. they're four games. Yeah. Um, and now MacArthur playing. I could football. They are top of the table. Like we're versing top of the table this weekend. Mm. um, I just feel like if he had played one of those other teams at the top of the table in form, we would have had our pants pulled down. Yeah, I I agree. I think we're we're definitely not to that level yet. But look, let's hope. um, You know, and and actually, in our chat with Gauza, he talks about this a bit too. You know. With all the injuries out and, and the quality that we're missing, you know, it does put a lot of pressure on. It sort of, it almost pushes your, your season back, back a bit because you've got players that would have done a pre-season and, and been ready to go and, and they're obviously not. So that's been pushed back a month for, you know, four or five of the squad's top top players. So we, we, we get that. We just, um, we just, I guess as fans, we just want to continue to see positive results. And um, yeah, I... I, I if we put in a performance like that against Wellington, I, I don't know if we beat too many other sides in the comp. 
um, yeah. at the moment. But anyway, let's um, let's wrap that one up. Let's talk about um, the other three points we got on the weekend yeah, and then the other part of the doubleheader. Um, Sydney FC played Wellington Phoenix uh, for the first time in the A-League women's and um, got a 3-0 win. Sean, I think you may have predicted that on the pod last week. I think I did. Um, 1-0 at halftime. Uh, the girls on fire at the moment. Still early days. They haven't, you know, if you look across and, and City are actually playing quite well after a pretty crappy season last year. Um, yeah. And, of course, victory are flying as well. So... Early days, and I'm sure Ante is saying to the girls, doing good girls, but, you know, there's a long way to go and there'll be bigger fish to... to... Mate, I'm, I'm excited, though. Um, Courtney Vine, fresh off, uh, fresh off of Scobler Stories appearance. Um, we got her that goal. I think it went for us. Um, yeah, that's that, right. That, that goal she scored... Um, I heard a commentator say, a female commentator, I guess gender doesn't matter, but she said, oh, you know... Courtney wouldn't have scored that goal last season. And I'm like, are you high? She scored Because goal. she would be unselfish or? I, I, I just, I don't know what she was referring to. And I'm like, Courtney scored quite a few of those goals or come close to it where she's just like a dog with a bone and she outmuscles her opposite number, opposite yeah. player yeah. And, and finishes or, or lays it off. Um, yeah. yeah, so Courtney's in, in wonderful form. Charlie Rule, youngster, getting, oh, it was a tap in, but... A few changes. Uh, that yeah. was one thing that Ante did. He gave a few of the younger girls an opportunity. And um, and the other one, uh, Rojas came on, of course, got close to a goal. And then, of course, McKenzie. She just continues to grow in stature. She does indeed. Um, she does indeed. That midfield doing an outstanding job. Um, but, yeah, Ante made quite a few changes at halftime or just after halftime and got Charlie Rule on. Um, and, and some of the other youngsters. Uh, geez, uh, Cote Rojas was impressive, Sean, um, yeah. in a little stint. Um, Paige Satchel did okay um, bombing down the wing, but uh, to be fair to the, the Knicks opposition, I think they, they held it quite well. But um, Rojas was, she showed glimpses of, of, of why you and I and, and Jules and, you know, everyone else has been sort of excited to see her um Get, get her feet on the ball because there's not many players in the league that will be able to get it off her uh, once she's fully fit and firing. And so it's just a matter of, you know, does she does she continue to play that impact off the bench for the last 20, 15 minutes, running at tired legs, um, which personally I think at the moment that's probably the best place for her given that we are doing so well. Um, or do you put her in and, and, you know, put her in that slightly more advanced, you know, creative role? Um, I always thought to see her like a number 10, but you probably want to want to, want to mess with that formula formula in the middle at the moment. And I think McKenzie's yeah. a bit more like a number 10. She's certainly getting higher up the pitch, hence the, well, I think, you know, a couple of goals to her name. I think she replaced uh, Remy, if I'm not mistaken. So it was playing right up the top of the um, the front three and, um, again, like I said, if you didn't see any of it, uh, make sure you check out the highlights. And any time that um, Cote Rojas is, is playing, um, you, you're a fool to miss it. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good to watch. It's really good to watch. So a 3-0 win. Um, the girls are on fire. I believe they're tied at the top with Melbourne Victory. 
I think we might be might be ahead on goal difference. Um, we are, we are. Yep. And they've certainly uh, certainly helped the club to second on the club championship, John. We might win it just on the girls alone. Second on the club championship. Uh, victory, unfortunately, five points clear, but uh, that's all right. That's all right. We'll get them. We'll get them. Um, yeah. Who have the girls got? Uh, who have the girls got next week? Fast forwarding. Um, they've got the derby again. Ah, they do. Derby Monday. Again. Monday night. Oh, Monday afternoon. Five minutes past four. Over at Lycan, and I was thinking of taking myself over to this game. Um, top of the table clash. So what a great way to you know continue the festivities over over the Christmas Boxing Day weekend and head over to Lycan, which is a wonderful field or ground to watch football at. I think it would have a beautiful, ideal atmosphere for the women's game. Did there. you just say top of the table clash, Sean? Oh, sorry. Why am I thinking victory? Why am I <laughs> Don't give him that much respect. Sorry, I had a brain fart. Sorry, why am I thinking Please. victory? But no. Don't give him that much some who are shithouse. Um, <laughs> both, are, the, both the women and the men's at the moment, they're, they're all rabble. <laughs> they're, they're, kick them all out. It'll um, be a good. It'll be a very good afternoon. Um, I'm yeah, sorry sure. about that. No, no, no. That's okay. I just thought I was. I was getting. That's good. yeah. Um, yeah, they're shit house at the moment. Scum. Um, <laughs> I, I, I expect Ante provided touchwood. There's no niggles and whatnot. No gastro. No one week calves mm. during the week. That he'll just and understandably so roll out the same eleven. I think so. I, it, it's it's a credit to the club that they can that, that they can do that. You know they're performing so well. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, I, I bet Stevie Corica wishes he could roll out the same eleven um, for just two games in a row, let alone you know three or four. So um, yeah, I, I look. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't make it. I'll be away, and I'm sure there'll be a few people away over the next week or so. But um, if you can, it'll be a lovely afternoon at Mon- at uh, Leichhardt Oval on Monday the 27th. So, um, yeah, get down there and support the girls at the top of the table. Mm. Yeah, lovely 24 degrees it will be, Jono. You can, uh, beautiful, beautiful. You know, um, watch the game of... and then do the bay run afterwards. Happy days. Lovely. Thank you. The blokes have uh, two games in the next... Oh, hang on, hang on. What about a score prediction? Jesus. Oh, score prediction. Oh, for the women. My apologies. My apologies. Um, did you want to do a lineup or no? I oh, know it'd be exact same eleven. You might make some okay. different changes oh. off the fence. I know you love a lineup. That's all. No, uh, I love a lineup. It's very important, John. Score uh, prediction. What was the score in the first derby this year? Was it two nil? Hang on. Was it three? No, I think it was only two nil. I'm going to say three. I'm going to say three. I think we have continued to improve, uh, and I think the Wanderers. Um, yeah, I don't think they're going to go. It was they're not tough. looking great. They're not. They're not looking great. Um, so yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say three nil. A repeat of our score against the Knicks. Me too. I think they'll put them to the sword that little bit more than they did the two nil victory yeah. um, two three weeks ago. So yeah, I'm gonna say three nil as well. Beautiful. Uh, for those listening uh, on release day, you'll get a little bit of. Uh, insights into the game that you're about to attend, hopefully. Sydney FC versus Brisbane Raw in the FFA Cup quarterfinal. Um, win this and we're into the semis, obviously. 
Uh, it's been a little bit of a, you know, nice, nice, uh, I won't say a distraction, but it's been a nice um, game for us to, to, um, to have an eye on considering our league form up until last weekend, Sean. Um, 6 p.m., as we said earlier, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in terms of the lineup. Um, I, I feel like, you know, like I said, Alfie's come off to probably come on and start again. I think Pat Wood was left out last week, hopefully just for this reason. Um, I think it might be an Alfie Paddy Wood um, starting up top. And I'd be surprised if he played Donicky Wilkinson again, just given Donicky's fitness. It, it depends where it's up yeah. to. You reckon um, you might see Benny jump in next to Wilco? I think so. What yeah. happened to Liam McGinn? Well, I think he was signed on a short term to sort of cover the loss of, of Donicky and Milanovic. So now that Donks is back, um, I don't think Liam McGing will... His deal's probably ended, to be fair. I mean, Marich, he, he's probably due back in a... It was only till the end of December, so he might be back within... Yeah, it early January. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Benny Wallen got a, got a start. I reckon we'll see Grant out wide. I reckon he'll... Yeah, you know, make his return. Yeah, I reckon so. King, he's just got an engine. He doesn't... Well, yeah. I'm not going to jinx him, but yeah, he'll, he'll be there. I'd like to see... Look, I think we've we said it earlier. You said it earlier. I think it's clear to see now that that the club will Steve. Not saying they wouldn't anyway, but are taking this uh, cup seriously. It's yeah. just not a matter of oh, we'll wheel out the kids, just give them some game time and see what happens. So that they they're in it to win it. So yeah. we'll see. Pretty much slight rotation, but pretty much our best starting eleven. Um, come the week, come tonight. So, I'd like to see. Um, I'd like to see Zulo make the bench. Yeah, <laughs> nice. What do you reckon? Uh, no, <laughs> no, no. I don't think so. Uh, I'd like to see him make the bench and just. I, I don't you know, Give Joel a bit of a rest at the end. Yeah, I don't think we'll see him again. But tool, who knows? No, that's a shame. Um, how do you reckon it'll play out? Sean, uh, Brisbane are bottom of the table. Um, they've they've battled, but they they haven't got much to show for it. Um, I, I, look, I, I genuinely think we'll win. I don't think it'll be anything amazing um, and lightning kind of gameplay. But I'll, I'll say we'll get them two 0 Okay, very good, very good. I think Jay O'Shea is one that we've just got to watch for in that um, in the midfield. Uh, you know, again, they've they've had their struggles um, having the, the kids sort of keep performing, mm. but Jay O'Shea's definitely got class, and um, I, I think he's one player that we'll need to keep an eye out for. Uh, I, yeah, I don't see them scoring Brisbane, so I'm going to go with a one nil uh, in regular time. I hope. <laughs> okay, that would be nice. Unlike the other week, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, let's hope the boys can get through, and make a make a semi final where, um, let's be honest, uh, much tougher opposition awaits uh, if we do get the win. So we will um, we'll see how that pans out. Speaking of harder oppositions, Jonathan, and mm. um, we've got the Macarthur Bulls first 
place. What the, yeah, you the know, third uh, time in two months. Yeah. <laughs> Very familiar opposition. Um, yeah. Hopefully, uh, we're playing them on hopefully what is a decent pitch. Um, it didn't look too promising, although in a better condition than what we've seen recently. Um, mm. They had a, a great 2 1 win. Unbelievable. Um, against the really. Jets, down to 10 men. Danny De Silva. More unbelievable than the prices they charge for tickets. <laughs> Shocking. Um, so, look, you know, last year and whatnot, I've gone, oh, yeah, we'll get the three points, no worry. Um, this is going to be a tough game. Um, they're playing at home in Campbelltown. So I'm, I'm not too sure. You know, it's always hard to predict what will happen with our lineup when we play a cup game. Yeah, week yeah. With, you know, fitness and tiredness and god forbid injury we've had enough of that yeah um but i think four goes to plan i think we'll see a very i think we'll see donicky back yeah. if he doesn't play on wednesday night against raw um and, and i think we'll we'll see what we saw go out on sunday night against wellington okay yeah okay Again, and that, that would be fine with me. Like, oh, I wouldn't mind that at all. Um, obviously, cost is going to still be a few weeks away. Uh, it's good to see him standing up on the sideline, though. Like, yeah. I, I was under the impression he had a broken leg, but um, uh, maybe he was wearing a boot, a uh, moon boot or something. But, yeah. Um, I'll say Grant will be back at right back full time. Yeah, well. look, if Buster, doesn't, if Buster doesn't start in the cup, he'll, he'll definitely start on the weekend. Um Again, Van der Sark's done okay, but he, he's certainly not going to displace um, the, the current Socceroos right back. Um, it, as you said, Sean, you mentioned Danny De Silva. But let's, MacArthur were down to 10 men for 70 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and they went behind and actually got two goals to, to win it. So that's, um, you know, that's, that's going to give them... If they, if they weren't confident already being top of the table at this stage, um, that's going to boost it through the roof. So they don't have to worry about the cup anymore, thanks to us. Um, we got one over them. Uh, so it's, it's, going to be, it's going to be a good game. I'm, I'm, I'm not as confident as, as you know, I am for the Brisbane game. Um, it, it could be a tough one to scratch out a result. Yeah, having a game during the week will either be a blessing for us and it'll give us that mm. momentum and, and whatnot, keeping the zone for the week, or it'll be a curse and that will come up against a very fresh, very mm. confident MacArthur Bulls up against who knows what might happen to us uh, on, on Wednesday night. And, um, war, Sean, so. I'm, not, I'm not sure if you saw Sean, but MacArthur had a big big announcement today. <laughs> yes. Um, did, you, did you see that? Or? Yeah, they've got their own Marvin of sorts. They, they, well, let's let's not disrespect Marvin. Marvin, he is very special. Sorry, with yeah. the ball. Um, any any names that you be thought of? Because now now they've got to name him. Name that little ball they've got there. Are there any famous bulls or, or cows in in Carbs? Jordan. Who? Michael Jordan. Oh, okay, okay. That's uh, <laughs> a hard reference, Jonathan. I'm thinking like bulls, like within cartoons, or you know. Cows. Um, I'll give, give, give me time. Maybe we can put it up on our okay. socials and uh, Think about it. see what the fans yeah. come up with. Call him lunch. Bully McBullface. Anyway, good luck to them on, uh, on that one. Uh, score prediction, Sean. Ball's on the line. What's, uh, how are we going to go against MacArthur? 
I want to say a win, but I think it'll be like a nil all. I'll say a one all draw. Okay. I oof. I didn't see enough against Wellington to convince me that we will beat the Bulls, uh, especially if they've got De Villa. I'm not sure how long he's out for. Um, if they don't have De Villa, I reckon you're right. We can scratch out a draw. If if De Villa is playing, I, I can't see us winning or drawing. Um, I think we'll get beaten. Um, but uh, let's hope for let's hope for a, a, a one-one. One one draw, Sean. Sure. Excellent. Yeah, I am a bit. I am a bit. Where's Jules? We need someone that's optimistic. Yeah, to balance us out a bit better. <laughs> Sorry for my negativity tonight. I don't want to be. That's it. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Um, I'll tell you what, now that we've talked all that football, um, you should definitely stick around and listen to um, Ryan McGowan, the Gows. Um, we, we spoke to him for about near on an hour, so it's quite a long uh, pod this week. Uh, we make no apologies for that. We like the sound of our own voices. That's why we started a podcast. And the sound of his. He was he was brilliant. What a and the sound of his from a uh, hotel in in Kuwait City somewhere there. So uh, he's as you're listening to this, uh, hopefully he's he's got some silverware in his hands um, after winning the Kuwait Cup uh, or the Emirati Cup, I think it's called. So listen to Gauza. Have a wonderful holiday period. Sean, Merry Christmas to all the listeners. Yeah, Merry Christmas. We can say Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Merry Christmas to all the listeners. Um, happy holidays. Stay safe. And um, I, oh, I, I haven't discussed, we haven't discussed this. I, I don't know if we'll be back next week with a pod. It, it might be a two week gap. So we'll, um, we'll see what everyone's about. And, and if you're lucky, we'll, we'll, we'll have a podcast next week. How does that sound, Sean? Committed? I can always do it by myself. Ooh, monologue. <laughs> yeah. You should. I listen to plenty of talk back. I'll be right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't that. And on that note, here's Ryan McGowan. Tonight on Sky Blue Stories, a double winning centre half and one of the all-time greats from Sydney FC and the Stephen Corica era joins us on Sky Blue Stories. And that man is Ryan McGowan. Gowser, thanks for joining us tonight. No worries. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Mate, great to have you. Um, did you realise that you're the only player to score in your league debut for Sydney FC and then never score again? <laughs> oh, What's going well, on there? Yeah, I thought I got off to a great start and then everyone expected me to score after every corner. <laughs> so it was, um, I maybe should have timed it a little bit better, but yeah, disappointed to, to not score. I felt like my second season, I think I had about five or six that the, the goalies won save of the season. From uh, one yeah. of my saves, so um, I remember so, yeah, a volley. I had a volley few more. Yeah, yeah, I had one up in Brisbane. Front a few times. Yeah, uh, cent- yeah, a couple of Central yeah. Coast at home. I remember start of the second season. Yeah, when um, when I was started on the bench, thanks to Bimby, but um, yeah, got chucked on last ten minutes up front, but. Good. Yeah, second season, I, I probably should have scored a couple of more, but I'll put it down to good saves from the goalies. Good keepers. good keepers. And our mate, um, our mate Jamie has pointed out that Wilco's now gone ahead of you in the in the goal scoring charts. So that's uh, surely that leaves you something to come back to, mate. Surely. It it does leave it there, but he has also got about four hundred extra games on me. So <laughs> um, 
he's still going at the age of 43, Big Wilkes. So <laughs> I've got a little bit of time to try and catch up to him. Oh, I man, think so. so. I think so. I think so. And, mate, um, you, you've been on fire on, online lately. And, and we're going to we'll get to your... Um, you get to your defence of, of the club coach in a little bit, but um, I just wanted to ask, um, has the waiter that you two-footed after Andrew's speech made a full recovery? <laughs> yeah, he was a yeah, he was a Zulu one week for a little while, um, <laughs> so he wasn't allowed to play. So he was out for a little bit, but yeah, that was a good tweet. That someone had sent that to me uh, yesterday. Yeah, shame that it was a sort of Celtic video, but um, yeah, I remember that. I think that was Confederations Cup um in yeah. russia so yeah he's um that's just a little insight into some of his uh team talks that he that he can give before before a big game so yeah it was just a you know i know that fans enjoy that sort of thing and obviously with my connections in scotland and with him doing well in scotland i had a feeling that it was going to do do well so it's um yeah i sort of woke up to a, a huge amount of numbers of favorites and retweets and it's kind of taken off both in Australia and in Scotland, which is which is really good. Ryan, uh, how's Kuwait going? Like, um, you know, some might not be able to be able to point it out on a map, but uh, in, in a nutshell, what's life like over there? It's really good. Um, I'm enjoying it. I'd, I'd sort of been over to the Middle East before with uh, Charger for a little while, and um, I had a, a rough idea what it would be like coming over here. So. Um, I enjoyed it. it. It sort of first came up when I've been in the national team and we had um, games over here in Kuwait. So I got to do a little bit of sort of scoping while I was here. And um, ever since I've been here, the club's been really good, um, good structure, good setup, good stadium. And, um, you know, we want to be competing at the top of the leagues and, and in the cups, which is exactly where I want to be. Well, speaking of top of the league, you're, you're sitting second behind Kazmar at, at the moment. Can you tell our listeners and our one fan, um, a bit about the club, your teammates, like the style of play. Yeah, so we uh, we had John Obi Mikel signed when I first when I had signed. I think that he seen that I was going there and was interested in in joining the project. So we've got a few good players, but he's since left. Um, but yeah, it's, we're a big club here, sort of similar to Sydney in terms of, of probably one of the most successful clubs um, in Kuwait, along with. Um, a couple of others. So last season they didn't do particularly well and, and this season they really want to kick on. So we've got a cup final tonight actually, um, which is the first bit of silverware that's that's up for grabs. Um, so that would be a big game for for the club. And then we've actually got Kazman on Boxing Day. So it's a big couple of days for, for the club and, and ones that hopefully two wins can can really kick us on. Absolutely. With that um with that cup Gals, you told us that's that's basically equivalent of the of the FFA Cup here and, and, and the main cup competition in Kuwait. So you come up against Al Kadzia, who you beat a couple of weeks ago pretty comfortably. Um, look, looking at the history of, of the cup, it, it looks like um, Kuwait's done quite well. I think it's their sixth final in a row, and they've won four of them. So bit a bit of pressure on there, mate, for, to, for tonight's game. Yeah, I think so. I think similar to Sydney, when you're playing at big clubs or successful clubs. You, you pretty much have that in, in every game you go into and in every competition that you enter, you're expected to be there or thereabouts. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a big game. It's a derby, actually, between these two clubs. So, um, you know, we got a good result. It was only a couple of weeks ago beating them 3-0, but I think that was maybe a, an unfair reflection on the game. Um, you know, we played really well that night, and I think they were a little bit off it. So, 
Okay. Um, tonight's going to be a different different occasion. I think there's a, a massive crowds expected as well at the National Stadium. So I'm really looking forward to it. Fantastic, fantastic. And you mentioned Sharjah um, before, Gals. Um, has that really helped you settle in and, and sort of get used to life in Kuwait? Or are there many differences and any, any sort of cultural shocks for you over there? Uh, not really. It's a bit like Bondi without the alcohol in terms of, you know, it's nice, it's nice weather, um, good beaches, not as good as good waves. Buster would struggle over here with the, with the waves. It's not very good waves, but yeah, it's got, it's got everything. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a really beautiful city. Um, it's got everything that you could, could possibly want in terms of restaurants and places to do. And, um, yeah, so it's, it, it is really nice. Um, so yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed my six months here. Uh, what's something about Kuwait that you'd like to take home back to Sydney? If there's something about the culture, or you know, something that you think, yeah, I'd like um, to. Do. There's very little traffic. Yeah, which, okay. no, traffic here sucks. Which I'll take. Yeah, so I'm from originally from Adelaide, so our traffic consists of traffic lights. That's what. That's the only traffic that we have. Um, stop. So, getting from Bondi to Macquarie a few mornings um, was a bit difficult in terms of, of traffic and um, everything like that. But um, in terms of footballing wise, the, it's very it's very similar. Most places are, are similar where you go to. Um, a lot of the players here have been here for a long time, similar to Sydney. So it was just there's only a couple of us that that haven't been here before which which does make it easier because everyone's sort of settled in um you know they're very helpful and they you know sort of have a couple to look look out for um in terms of the club you know there was only four or five of us that hadn't been here before yeah. so they're very helpful in setting us up similar to sydney in terms of you know you don't have an influx of nine or ten players all arriving in sydney and all trying to find a place to stay or a car or or things like that so it was um it was a pretty seamless transition coming over here here and, and the club's been ever so helpful since I've arrived. Is there anything in Sydney you'd like to that you wish was over at Kuwait or like a former teammate or you know? Yeah, I wouldn't mind Bratzy and Brian Grant here, Redders, yeah. couple of the couple of the good guys. I'd uh, take them over here and um, yeah, that, that's probably what I miss the most. Is, is I know it's like well spoken about with Sydney in terms of the culture, but yeah, it's, it's probably the best changing room I've ever been involved in. Um, you know, it definitely helps that I knew most of the players before arriving, but um, yeah, you know, I absolutely loved my, my two years at Sydney and um, yeah, don't have a, a bad word to say about anyone. Well, when you're not playing, there's not cup finals, not league games. Um, what are you doing in your downtime? Is it camel riding, sand dune tobogganing? <laughs> I don't know, like, well, what do you get up to? You don't have to mean, you're not in a harbour or anything like that, Gowser? Sorry? You're not in a harbour or anything like that, are you? In a no, 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 no. So it's um, it's very, very quiet. Um, I've got my wife and 18-month-old daughter here now, so <laughs> it's um, very much daddy duties at, at the minute. So just keeping her busy and keeping her occupied and the same as the little baby as well. There's, there's two of them now, basically, so it's... It's um yeah, just doing a lot of that. It's, there's not. I wish I could, I wish I had a better stories or better things that I was getting up to. But it's <laughs> not playing Call um, of Duty against Bratz and Retro back at home. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll be able to, I'm lying in bed at the minute, so excuse me, but I'm going to try and flip the camera. 
There's my PlayStation shit up there. Hey. There's my thing, hey, <laughs> That's not my normal cover. That's I had to steal Millie's oh, iPad, but oh. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yep. so that, yeah, so nice. my, I get my PlayStation out because I'm in a hotel the night before the game. Otherwise, um, it's dad duties and husband duties. So it's put away in the cupboard. So I <laughs> do enjoy the, the night before a game when I get to play a, a few games and see if the boys are on. Nice. Now we've got a. As, as we ask you questions, there's a few from uh, Twitter and whatnot that we put out there. So Davey, uh, one of our listeners, um, asks, now you only saw Ange get one over your old rivals, Hibs, the other night, of course. Um, Kyogo having a, having a field day there with the two goals. You've got to be happy with that. Uh, any message to, to Tom any, or, or Ange himself? Uh, I'm good friends with Tom, so I, I speak to him a couple of times a week. So, um, yeah, he was looking forward to the game and um, my my son he lives in Edinburgh with his mum and they're they're Hibs fans actually so I don't know how that's worked out and I'm gonna need to sort that out when I get back but so my it was my son's first cup final so he went to he went to the game in the Hibs end so unfortunate for him he was he was uh pretty disappointed when I spoke to him but I was I was slightly delighted that that Celtic won with with Tom and Ange and um. Yeah, I preferred them to win over over Hibs for sure. Won't tell Boyley. Won't tell Boyley though. No, I won't tell Boyley. Well, he knows because we play against him a couple of times, so he knows <laughs> that. I, I want him to do well, but to still lose. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's a uh, it's a good result. Good to see Ange doing well. Good to see Tommy doing well. And yeah, um, there's a, a lot of a lot of Aussies doing well in Scotland at the moment. Cammy Devlin. So yeah. yeah, it's been good. Absolutely, absolutely, and and. It's it's something like we actually had a question a bit later on for you, but um, you know, there's a, obviously a big part of your life in in Scotland still, Gowser, and and you know there all there will be obviously um, you know for a long time, and that's where you you started your professional journey. Is that a potential you know future location for you in terms of playing still? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. I think that will probably be home once once I finish. Um, obviously, with the situation with still my son, and yeah, yeah, still, still. Well, Wilkes is forty three, so I've got what ten <laughs> years. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, that that'll probably be where I finished with with obviously my son being there. It, I couldn't go back to Australia and, and and not do that. So, my wife's um, Scottish as well. So, yeah, uh, it's it's also the majority of where I spent my adult life. Um, you know, I have a lot of uh, friends there that. I've lived in Scotland on and off for probably close to 10 years, really. Um, so it's, it's sort of the, the home away from home and, and one that, you know, if I'm looking further ahead and once I do finish football, the, the opportunities for, you know, coaching roles or working in the media or, or doing anything is just the number of clubs and the, the, yeah. the uh, I the don't know the word for it. The, the culture, yeah, you know, there's there's 50 articles a day on on mm-hmm. different things and different. Whereas in in Sydney or in Australia, you're lucky if you get half a newspaper once the yeah. the NRL season's off. So it's it's, it's just a different culture for for over there and, and one that I really enjoy. And um, also ha- having lived there for so long, it, you forget how small Europe is compared to to <laughs> Australia. You know, the opportunity to you know you, you get three days off, you can fly to Spain or you can fly to almost anywhere in Europe and you're there quicker than you are to from Adelaide to Brisbane. So it's, well, from, you know, it's uh, an opportunity. From Bondi to Macquarie. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when the tolls are shut. So it's um yeah, it's just a it's a lot better sort of lifestyle for for what I'm looking for in the next the coming years, but who's to say that um you know there's not a return to Australia anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. You don't have an accent. <laughs> like a Scottish accent. We've got a couple of Scottish mates and I still struggle to understand them. Yeah, it's the language barrier is probably a lot more difficult there than it is in, in Q8 probably with some of the ones they've had a few drinks but um, both my parents were Scottish all my um, aunties and uncles and, and everyone was Scottish so I, I had a sort of strong Scottish upbringing I guess so it's it's funny how the world works in a sort of 360 that, that Hearts was the first club to to give me a phone call when I was a young whippersnipper in Adelaide so it's um, yeah it, it's just somewhere that I'm, I'm comfortable with that I really enjoy and I've got a lot of friends and family there. Fantastic. And take us back, um, take us back, Alice, to, to 2019. So two years ago, it seems like a long time ago in the current world that we live in. But tell us what your Sky Blue story is, mate. Tell us how um, how you came to sign for Sydney FC. Who, who was sort of first to get in touch and how did it all come about? Uh, Sky Blue story could have started a lot earlier. Um, it could have been in January 2018. So I was very close to joining the club then. Um, it was Arnie had called me. I was at Sharjah and he wanted me to come. I think it was an injury. I'm not sure who it was for. And um, he was he was really keen for me to come um, to Sydney then. Um, and then that was leading up to the World Cup. So is that 2018? It wasn't Jock, Jock Vanderlinden, was it? Potentially they got injured? I can't remember. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I just remember a, a phone call out the blue, and it was it was Arnie. I, I wasn't sure how he got my number, and um, he was just yeah, just wanting to see if I'd come to Sydney, and um, that he felt that it was a good window for me to 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 play, and obviously leading into a World Cup and with the national team, etc. So um, that was a close close this close decision to go there, and. Um, yeah, I had a few things going on, so I decided to go to Bradford, being closer to, to Scotland and, and the UK, and, and then three games into my season, done my knee. So it was um, one of those sliding window moments that I do often wonder, you know, what if, if I'd gone to Sydney? But, um, yeah, the first time I heard about it um, before I did join was through my agent. I think Terry McFlynn had got in contact with my agent um, just to see if I'd be interested in, in going there and... Um, I'd said that, yeah, that, you know, if I was to go back, it would definitely be one of the clubs I was interested in. And then it was probably the professionalism of the club that really got me going, you know, within maybe 24 hours of saying that I'd be interested. I had um, Steve Corica on the phone, um, obviously having done his research in terms of knowing exactly the type of player I was, what I'd bring to the team, how I'd fit into the team, the players, not selling the club as such, but, you know, put a really good pitch forward, um, had Danny Townsend, on the phone to CEO saying how much that you know he would want us to to get this deal done and I just felt that you know that was a really good environment I'd heard so much about it from afar but to actually see it firsthand was was pretty impressive for me and it was one that um yeah fitted in perfectly with with what I wanted at that that stage of my career fantastic a couple of big hitters there mate a couple of big hitters there from um hard to say no to that I reckon yeah, no, exactly. And and it does make, you know, obviously all players want to go to a place where they feel like, you know, they're wanted and um, or they're needed as such. And 
you know, they, they didn't have to sell the club at me too much. But, you know, it, it's it's definitely so appealing. Sydney, I, I feel like it's, well, we know it's the biggest club in Australia and in terms of it makes it very hard for for you as sometimes as players. We'll probably touch on it later is that you, you do have a target on your back and, and you have the Sydney Derby, the big blue, basically every team in, in Australia wants to beat you. And that's something that really appealed to me in terms of, you know, I was wanting to go back and try and get back on the national team radar. I wanted to play in as many big games as possible. I wanted to be successful. So, you know, for me personally, that ticks all those boxes and, and that's really what the club was was driving to me in terms of that they felt that we were both a good fit at that time in my career. Was the, was the, was the Alex Wilkinson factor, did that help you convince you as well, mate? Obviously, rekindling a Socceroos partnership there. Um was that something you saw, thought, yeah, hey, this is this is the right place to go? Yeah, I, well, I, that was yeah definitely one of the factors. And I spoke to, spoke to Wilkes um, before that and said, um, you know, that 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 is appealing in terms of you know when you looked at it when I first joined, I'd played with sort of the back four and goalkeeper all within the sort of Socceroos setup. Uh, you know, so for me personally, looking into that season and. And thinking how we're going to go, it's a pretty good base to to go off. Um, and it also for me personally, being comfortable around all of them, having played with with them before, um, and then you just had to look further forward in terms of the players that we had going into that season. I had no doubts that we would do really well. So it was a an easy decision in terms of a calculated risk in in where we were going to finish in the league and if we're going to be in finals. Battling at the top end, so you know, as soon as I seen, well, I knew that the players that were there, the coaching staff that was was provided, it was a pretty easy decision, and it was just a case of um, getting the deal done and getting over. Good. No, that's uh, it's, it's outstanding, outstanding backline. That, like you said, that soccer is backline. Mate, we, we've mentioned um, Hearts or Heart of Midlothian, um, and and there's quite a bit of interaction from our socials on that, so we have to get the mention in. And, um, you've also mentioned Cammy Devlin. Uh, who you would have missed at Sydney. Uh, I think you guys, sort of yeah. would have, you would have been coming in and, and Cam would have been going out. But have, have, you yeah. had, um, have you had much of the interaction with Cam whilst he's been there or has, has he reached out to you at all? Yeah, yeah. So I felt my Twitter always gets um, hijacked from the Hearts fans, which is <laughs> which is good and bad at some points if they're commenting on some Kuwait stuff. But um, yeah, Cammy got in touch with me early on um, before anything had sort of happened. Um, to say that the hearts were interested in, and just asking a, a few questions you know regarding the club and the city and um, yeah I was only too happy to help him out uh, everyone spoke so highly of him and he was a player that he used to annoy me during the games but you could just tell that he was a, a, a good guy and everyone spoke so highly of him at Sydney so um, yeah it was good to good to chat with him about it and um, try and help him as much as possible because I was very similar shoes in terms of leaving Australia to go to Scotland as my first sort of overseas club mm. so um, yeah at the start it was more just asking if he if he thought that I felt it was a good move for him um, you know what the club was like what the city was like what can he expect um, so so yeah and, and he's literally hit the ground running he's yeah. he's done so well since he's arriving and I think anyone that knows him or, or sees him play would have known that he would have done well there um, he just needed to get, be given that opportunity. And, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those ones where 
think Sydney also would have thought that, but it's, it was such a difficult time for him to, to try and break into that squad. So, you know, fair play to him for, he could have stayed there and, you know, sat on the bench and got the odd 10, 15, 20 minutes or the odd games here if there was an injury. But, you know, he wanted to progress his career and, and fair play to him is he went and done really well in Wellington and, and got his move overseas, which is exactly what he wanted to do. Absolutely. Let's talk about your, your time at Sydney, the two seasons. First one, inter- double winning season, interrupted by COVID. And then the next season, bittersweet ending, make national team selection, but you're watching the boys play a grand final. Bratzi gets his red card, 3-1 lost it to Melbourne. Despite that finish, um, how would you rate your time at Sydney? Yeah, really good. Um, thoroughly enjoyed. Disappointed that we didn't do well and we got knocked out early in the FFA Cup at Brisbane, which was annoying because I, I really wanted to, we wanted to win all three trophies and, and that's what I sort of had kind of set my, my sights on. Um, disappointing in a way with the COVID issues um, throughout it, but there's nothing to control that. You know, it would have been great. You know, some of the games in that early part of that first season were, were unbelievable. Um, sort of Melbourne City at home, um, Melbourne Victory yeah. away. Yeah, Melbourne Victory away. I think it was 3-0. Yeah, they were great games. That the full houses, well, the victory wasn't, but, you know, big cove, big following from, from Sydney. And, and they were the games that were the ones that enticed me to go back. So after the COVID, it was a little bit of a, yeah, it was just the world was upside down, wasn't it? But it was still good to to win the grand final the way that we did and have a sort of 40 or 50% capacity there, which, um, you know, was great. And to, to win it at Bank West, or I'm not sure what it's called now, was was good for sort of the Sydney side in terms of, you know, I love the banner the, the second season when we went back there. I think it was a welcome to the, the home of the champions or that we've won the trophies there. So it was, um, yeah, it's definitely something that I look back on, which is, which is really good. And, and second season... Um, yeah, again, it's a sort of what if. I'd like to think that um, you know the players that we had missing um, would have would have had an impact on the game. Um, you know, City could obviously say the same, but there wasn't much between us. You know, throughout the season, and it would have been good if we could could have played. You know, the best two elevens um, in the final and and see how it goes. But yes, it wasn't meant to be, and it. it doesn't really leave a, a too sour taste in my mouth in terms of, of how we, we've gone about it. And, um, yeah, just such a positive two years at the club that I really, really enjoyed. I was just going to say, Ryan, despite missing the grand final, you were missing it for a positive reason, personally, I guess. Um, and, and that was achieving, you know, one of your goals, which was to get back into the Socceroos frame and, um, obviously, it sounds like Arnie's been a bit of a fan of yours for, for quite some time. So, um, despite you referring to yourself as Stephen Bradbury, um, what's it like being back in the in the national scout, mate? And you know, it's um, there, there's some options for him there, but mate, you've got to be definitely up there and, and definitely looking at potentially pushing for a starting spot. You think? Yeah, the, the Bradbury thing's good. That's that's been going on for a while. Of um, yeah. My my whole Socceroos career, if you were to make it a movie, would would be a lot of Stephen Bradbury moments in terms of players getting injured at the eleventh hour or a late flights in and going straight to the starting eleven. So um, it was actually yeah, that's probably been going around for seven or eight years. But 
probably the best tweet was a couple of weeks ago, well, the last camp when I was getting the, the late call in. But um, yeah, again, it kind of goes down to COVID in terms of I uh, had an inkling or I'd been told that I would be in one of the squads. I think it was in March before COVID sort of, well, when COVID first happened. Um, and, and, you know, if COVID didn't happen, then there would never be a grand final in, in an international window. So it was it was a little bit frustrating in terms of uh, I knew I was probably going to be in the next Socceroos squad. We were top of the league by, you know, so many points at Sydney. Um, getting big home, grand, home, home games were, were packed out. Away games were taking thousands there. It was such a, a feel-good factor going on at the minute. And then COVID happened and it sort of killed everything at at that time so that's disappointing but yeah what like I said earlier one of my main goals drawing back to Sydney was to to get back into the Socceroos frame and get back on sort of notice I'd never really played in Australia before so you know I felt like I wanted to show that you know I can play and I deserve to be at that level and um, thankfully I, I got there at the end but the the bittersweet and the way that football does it is that they then make you miss a grand final which you could you know could have possibly helped out your team now, you're quite active on social media, whether it's uh, dropping little snake emojis in people's, you know, Instagram posts or um, or recently with Twitter um, coming out in the defence of your former teammate. Um, what are your thoughts and feelings about how, how the, the, the boys in Sky Blue are travelling at the moment? And uh, if you were handed the, the, the gaffer, the manager spot, would there be anything you'd do different? Yeah, the the sort of the tweet was on the back of Central Coast, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Central Coast defeat, and um, I've been lucky enough with the training schedule here that I've got to watch most of the games. Um, so I can understand the frustration, and probably in myself knowing exactly what's being said beforehand or during halftime, or even seeing how they can play, it's it's frustrating watching, you know players or passes or possession or just the general outcome of the game not actually coming off or not working and mm. and that sometimes happens and I think I obviously read a lot of it the, the debate is that we have been doing it for so long that teams have, have worked out how to play um, against that system um, the flip of the side of that coin is when it when you do play that system the way it should be played then you're very hard to beat mm. and, and it has brought success for there's that, you know, yin-yang in terms of, you know, when plan A doesn't work, do you do plan A better or should you have a better plan B? It, it is difficult. Um, and I think this league, you know, after a few games, you've, you've worked out that there's no one really racing away with it. City's dropped some points. Sydney's not got off to a great start. Yeah, there's a real sort of even keel in terms of, you know, the Newcastle was a little bit of a shock result, but then, you know, they've gone on to actually show that they're a really good team. So, looking back, you're thinking, oh, well, maybe that wasn't such a, a bad result. And that's sometimes what happens in the sort of first five, six, seven games is everyone's trying to work each other out. But you, you can't tell me looking at that squad that we have and the players that, that are available that, you know, we won't be up there challenging, you know, Absolutely. come the end of the even, season. and Even despite um, all those one-week half and, and no grabs, like you still look at the team and there's quality there, whether it be some of the older heads in Wilco and Grant and, even Joel, you know, he's been there for a while now in that left-back spot. I think Caceres has been brilliant. And to see young Paddy Yazbek get a, get a run on last Sunday, 
um, he was fantastic. So there's just something not quite clicking at the moment, but I think, you know, with the win last weekend, the MacArthur win in the FFA Cup, hopefully the win against Brisbane, I think we're not too far away from things starting to build momentum. Yeah, and, and also the injuries. When I've been at Sydney, we've been so lucky in regards to injuries. Um, you know, like we are very rarely, I think, we had any players missing. Um, you know, come fast forward to this season, had Lafondria sort of injury cloud, Ninkovic injury cloud, Bobo out, Barbaroussis out, uh, Ryan Grant out for a certain period of time. A couple of bouts of gastro, you know. Yeah, Donick. Donerkey was out for a, a couple of weeks. So you've got, you know, they're big players that you've just named in terms of that could come in and, and fill those spots. And with the A-League and, and being such a small squad, it, it just dilutes it so much quicker because those five players would either be starting or be options to come on. And as soon as you don't have them, you're replacing those five guys with young, inexperienced 18, 19-year-olds, which you don't have that option of. And um, you know, especially in my first season, would if Bomyhan started, we'd be taking Bomyhan off and putting Caceres on. So it's you know, and I think most I of the yeah. yeah, most of the Sydney fans would be you know fifty fifty split on who would you start in that position, and um, you know, or you had Bahaja coming on for the last twenty minutes, whereas recently it's been like Bahaja's having to start, and then you're bringing maybe Paddy Wood on, and it, it, not at this stage that I probably they won't mind me saying is that, that that's a drop in terms of LaFondra starting and bringing Bobo on or bringing a Bahaja on, you know, it, it is a, a big a drop in standard or goals. You know, yeah. the, the first two that I mentioned have scored probably a hundred goals in the A-League and the, the second two have maybe scored 10. So it's mm. a massive drop in difference. And, and I think once everyone's back fit, once the season starts getting up and running in terms of everyone working each other out, I, I really have no doubt that, that they'll be up there challenging at the top and, and being competitive again. Yeah. Oh, well said. Well said, mate. Um, on the back of that, one of the questions from a, from a listener, was uh, Galen, was asking, how does Bimby compare, personally from your opinion, how does Bimby compare to other managers that you've worked under? Is he methodical, stubborn, creative? How, how does he go about his business? I really enjoyed working under him. Um, his attention to detail is it does go unnoticed. We probably do, I think it's about three to four video sessions during the week um, in terms of the lead up, you know, we'll do um, in ball possession. So how we're going to play, um, you know, against that team. So there's small tweaks in terms of who we're playing against. So how they feel that we're going to beat that team it might not seem like that on the weekend or it might seem that we play very similar, but there is small tweaks on, on how we're going to do it. Then there's out of possession. So when they have the ball, what formation they play, how we're going to press, what areas we're going to press in. And then uh, the day before the game, it would be sort of the combination of all of that. And in turn, those video sessions before training would then go out and be done or replicated on the training pitch. Um, so even the, as far as the other team would be set up in the, a similar formation, they'll be told to play a similar way. Um, so everything that you're doing leading up to that game is is based solely on that game. And it might sound simple. It might sound like, well, is that not what everyone does? But everyone, the coaches that I've worked with don't always do that. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, he was 
structured in the way that he wanted us to play, but he also allowed freedom in, in the front third, which would sometimes yeah. frustrate us boys at the back because we're told exactly what to do and the boys <laughs> in the front third can do whatever they want and lose the ball and we're the ones that have to get it back. But, um, yeah, from that point of view, he was very, you know, he's not going to tell Ninkovic or Caceres or Lafondra what, what to do in that final third. That's up to them. And um, I think that's why, you know, everyone enjoys playing under him. And, um, yeah, it's probably why I gave him a little bit of, well, I just uh, tweeted what I tweeted because I feel like he has done really yep. well in his first co- first coaching role and he's been so successful and he probably doesn't get enough credit for it because everyone thinks he's just carried on from what Arnie's done or he's just carried on the, the club culture or he's just, you know, he's had good players. But you just have to look at uh, Western Sydney or Melbourne Victory when, yeah. you know, their coaches that had been successful have left and have been replaced everyone would have said I'll oh, just carry on how you go on and ca-. it's not as easy as as that and um, again not bigging myself up but the players that he brought into the club brought me in brought Bratzi in um, got back Lafondra brought back Bobo most of the players that he's brought into the club Burgess this season have been successful um, and even Cam Sober you know oh. you look at him the, the improvement that he's done is not just because he's moved from Melbourne to Sydney to Sydney it's been the coaching it's been the training ground it's been Bimby speaking to him during the week it's been installing that confidence and um, you know I think that's probably one example that you can look at and think well there's there's a player that has played in the A-League played at other clubs and possibly not done it come to a bigger club and has instantly made an impact and that's probably right down to, to Steve Corica and the way that he handles his players. Hey, I've got to admit, I we signed Elvis. I was like, really? No, I wasn't too sure, but he's been absolutely a shining light. He's been fantastic. I love the backflips. Um, yeah, he's been awesome. Yeah, I still got the scarf from when he kicked me in the in the derby. So yeah. he's lucky. He's lucky that um, he's lucky there, that I'm not there. Otherwise, I'd be speaking to him. Yeah. First day, but yeah, by all accounts, you know, again, I think they did their homework on him. You know, he's a great character to have. He's fitted into the changing room well, and and that makes a, a big difference in terms of you know coming into the to that environment and being able to blossom. And um, yeah, I think it all goes down to the the recruitment team in terms of of the players that they've brought in and the homework that they've done. Because yeah, I'm sure that a lot of fans would have thought oh, that's a strange move or. What's that about? But it shows you that you know, they maybe know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Awesome. Mate, a chance to give um, chance to give a former teammate a rap, and this is a question again from a from a fan, uh, from Dean Dean Bolt, big fan of yours as well. Um, he he said, who, "Who of the youth prospects or the young boys um, would would you be most excited about and, and about their future?" So put a bit of pressure on a former teammate, um, mate. But he reckons it's Patrick Wood. But um, is there anyone that sort of stood out above the others for you? Yeah, got Wood would be up there. You know, yeah, he was one that uh, I think obviously just playing against him. So. Like I said on before, if we're doing the sort of 11 v 11 during the week, um, he would just be that annoying striker that's playing the game like it's his grandfather. I remember Wilkes, <laughs> he would blow up at him a couple of times because he's just so he's so keen and so eager and so um, just wants to impress that he would be flying into t- tackles or you know bumping you off the ball. And 
you know, I think at, you know, 43 for Wilkes on a Wednesday afternoon, you don't want to be having a 17 <laughs> year old running around your ankles. So, yeah. you know, he was probably one that as soon as he came in, you know, he was a little bit rough around the edges, but you just had a feeling that, you know, he was going to do something. Um, he has that knack of just being in the right place at the right time, of scoring goals, of just uneasing everybody, you know, even his pressing, the way he runs the channels. You could just tell that, you know, he has something. So he's definitely one that I think, you know, with more experience and more games and, and more opportunities that he would do well. You've got Callum Newinghoff, who's yeah. who sort of burst onto the scene, has done really well. Um, he's had some real bad and unlucky injuries in terms of, you know, with his, with his back, um, you know, that's a, your back and your core sort of control your whole body. So, you know, that's a, a slow process in terms of making sure that, that he recovers and comes back to full fitness and um, sort of drip fed into the team. Um, I really like Kingy. I think he goes under, under the radar, you know, for, for him to come in. Sorry? Don't even consider him a youngster anymore, King. He's he's, yeah. he's old hat. Yeah, exactly. And I think that just goes to show you how well he's done these last two seasons in terms of he's never injured. He's he's always putting in hundred percent. His his performance levels very rarely dip. You know, I can't remember too many games where I've come off thinking King's had a hard time today against any of the wingers that yeah. that the A League's had. Um, so yeah, you know, he's someone that's got the right temperament and. Um, yeah, you know, people forget that that he is still young. You know, if he was just kind of breaking through, that he that he would be getting the same praise. Harry Vandersag, I could probably name all of them. Um, really like Harry. I think he showed during the the FFA Cup game, you know, how well he can do from that position, and and he can also play a number of positions. You know, he reminds me of a bit of myself as a youngster. He comes on at sort of right midfield or centre mid or right back. You know, he's just an all-round good footballer and, and the more opportunities that he gets, the better that he will become. Um, but for one that I think would probably go on and kick on, I'd like it to be Woody. I think that, you know, he's got the right temperament for the game, saying that they're all they're all good kids um, that, that are coming through. But I think, yeah, probably Patrick Woods maybe got the, the best opportunity in terms of, of maybe kicking on to that next level. But as the words are coming out of my mouth, it's pretty disrespectful to the other boys. I think they're all on a very even keel and it will, it will literally just be up to them. Whoever takes their opportunity, um, whoever's given the opportunity then takes it and, and runs with it, I think we'll, we'll be able to kick on. So I've just rambled on there for three minutes and sat on the fence, I think. so. <laughs> uh, got wood. That's all I took from it. Got wood. Got wood. Uh, got wood. What a hashtag that was. Well, the first, the first That's... That's incredible. So, um, yeah. yeah. Even just for that, imagine he makes the Premier League and the Premier League's just... <laughs> got wood. Got wood. That's it. I want to say got wood in a semi. Um, <laughs> quick fire questions, Gauza. Uh, don't think too okay. hard about these. Um, I know you've got a game tonight. Uh, Derby or Big Blue? Oh. A good Derby. Because you want to beat your brother back in... That didn't happen too much. Yeah, but fuck, we yeah, didn't bloody spank them and then we couldn't score. So that was probably yeah. one of the most frustrating things of, of them. But yeah, I remember the, even the first game at Bank West was really good atmosphere. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, the ones that caught, yeah, they were just good games. And I think the big blue got lost a little bit because they were so bad. Yeah. Um, you know, like even I almost scored against them in the one of the games. <laughs> that that says well. a lot, yeah. You know, <laughs> if you're getting beat three or four nil and I almost scored, that's like, <laughs> I just remember the victory fans being like, he's just scored. Like, this is it. All-time all, all low. But, yeah, I would have loved to have played, you know, in the you know, Australia Day games and, and those ones down at Amy or up at up in Sydney with, with the full crowd. I think they would have been pretty good. And, um, yeah, I think this season those big blues will be will be really good. So, um, yeah. Uh, but from my experience, I don't know, because the, the big blue when we won 3-0 and we had a few really good wins there down in Melbourne. And a few even better nights out afterwards. So, yeah, maybe the big blues from my time in in yeah. in Sydney. Yeah. All right, come on. all right. It's a quick fire questions, Ryan. Come on, with a bit more. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was reminiscing. I was thinking about a night out in Melbourne. Good time. Well, well, that night out was unbelievable. That one, night. that one is the grand final. All night, Dwight. Back in the um, yeah. favorite memory in Sky Blue. Scoring the header in Adelaide. Nah, grand final, Ryan Grant scoring in the grand final in the city. Yeah. Uh, in, your, in your time there, who was the biggest pest? Oh, hundreds of them. Uh, all of them. I would say Bratzy. Bratzy's best. Uh, might know the answer to this one already, but toughest player when you face them at training? Mm, Inca pitch. Inca. He's pretty good. Toughest player to play against, whether it be in A League or you know any of your time overseas. Oh, forever, yeah. My career, Neymar or Wesley Schneider or someone. Yeah, Neymar. Neymar. Yeah, name rings a bell. Um, yeah, he's um plays in France. Maybe? Yeah, we got yeah. beat six nil in Brazil, and oh. I was right back. He was left wing. Oh god, just. So what about Robin? What about coming up against Robin and, and and Wesley Schneider for the Netherlands? I think I think you might have done something in that game, Gauzer. I, I don't know. Yes, started started that game. That's what <laughs> you did, did something yeah. in that game. Me and Wilkes, me and Big Wilkes, we used to talk about that. We were training at Macquarie against Patrick Wood and Yazbek and Joel <laughs> King. And a couple of years earlier, we were bloody at the World Cup trying to stop crosses from Robin and Schneider. And Blame I remember on the that. Setting up Yes. Yeah. I know. Bloody never thanks me for it as well. <laughs> but, yeah, that was obviously a good, like, yeah, to go down for your first World Cup start or to even bloody play in a World Cup is pretty good. And, and to then have an, a, a claim as an assist, but it's really a... Definitely. He's done. Don't get enough credit. <laughs> Don't, yeah, yeah. And probably get too much credit at the same time. So it's a balancing act <laughs> between the two of them. But yeah, about, um, it, it is good. Uh, it's good to reflect on now. And it's definitely like uh, using that as my ace card every now and again to the boys. What about uh, best player you've been fortunate enough to play with? Oh. Um, so many players. Ninkovic would definitely be up there. I used to watch from afar and think like, uh, yeah, like he looks good, but like how in training and some of the stuff that he does is 
he's just incredible. And to be doing it at that his age, we always used to say how scary it would be when he was, you know, 23, <laughs> 24, 25, how good he must have been back then. Mm. Um, so he would be definitely be up there. National team, like players like Matty Ryan and Tommy Rogic, you know, that they're, they're a different level, you know, that you can just tell that they've played at the, such a high level. And then probably Cahill, Yednak. Yeah, 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 probably, yeah, somewhere amongst them, any of them. You and, pick from uh, Bratsy, Bratsy and Ryan Grant, because I know that they'll be listening. I'll have to throw them in there or they'll be messaging yeah. me. So, yeah, those two would be at the bottom of that list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a mobile uh, quick fire question. Um, there's a question from JD from Jude Dolan about jocks. <laughs> What's the story there? Yeah, so there's something we don't know about. Is this, do we have to edit it? Uh, yeah. There's a thing, there, there is somebody at Sydney FC who is not that bothered if they wear jocks or not. As right. in, here, they'll, come, they'll come to the workplace commando on, <laughs> on certain occasions. That's kind um, of conduct. And to say, to say on match day, sometimes they have to wear a suit. It doesn't, that doesn't matter. So um, that's wow. a little in-house joke. So I'll leave that up to you can't if the person that's listening. The person that's listening will know and they'll know how disappointed I am that I'm having to tell people that there's a grown adult that sometimes doesn't wear jocks and he thinks that's totally okay. Wow. So, Are you worried about his sperm count? Is it? Because <laughs> um, apparently if you go commando, it helps, but. I'm, I'm not sure. I will say that I also got him in the greatest video that will never be seen on the Ooh. Twitter world um, because I think people can put two and two together, <laughs> but the greatest video ever as, yeah, I wish I could tell more, but picture the scene of celebrating winning the Premier's play. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the change rooms, everyone going crazy and getting photos and being in the middle of room and someone someone doing something to somebody else when they are commando which wouldn't be a good position to be in so maybe when i retire i might post the video i think so yeah memoirs something like that yeah yeah it was a very small memoir for him but um, he's compensating it was yeah it was one it was one that yeah so we it's yeah it's always gets brought up and, and that's one that yeah uh me and Bratsy started that in terms of every day you have to ask him if he's got jocks or not on and every day he would have to question whether it was a 50 50 split on if he did or didn't have jocks on so that just shows maybe you didn't that, like doing washing um, you know maybe not you know yeah it's a strange it's a well, that's just kind strange. of creepy there's just that thin layer of material separating you and his <laughs> yes <laughs> Even the zip situation, you know, you're walking on edge. Wow. All yeah. Day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> giving away the giving away the Sydney secrets here. I can't wait for him to mess with you... like one of the Italian boys, like Paolo or something like that. I can just see him. You know, it's an Italian European thing. I don't know. Um, yeah. I can't wait. They'll listen and they'll message me a hundred. <laughs> and I'll, I might even post the reaction of what they've said to me without doing anything. I can't wait. Uh, very good very good i was going now gals i was pleased to hear you say that your um your wife and your daughter are with you in kuwait i was i was actually going to give her a big shout out and say that you know you must owe her a lot of um 
you must owe her a lot of sort of nights out when you guys do settle because the last few years for you, you poor bugger. And for her, you, you've done a lot of quarantine. You've done a lot of, you know, um, time away from home. And and she's um, she's obviously been a, a, a massive uh, help and influence on, on your football career. Did she message you to say that? <laughs> no, she didn't actually. <laughs> I was just trying of, to be nice. She sent you in one of those great... You sounded <laughs> exactly like her, right? <laughs> I know. She's she's messaged you to say tell tell her how well I've done. Yeah, it has been difficult. Um even even going back to COVID, it's gone a little bit of a long story, but we were probably planning on having um Millie in Sydney. Um just with with everything that how it worked out. And then end of January hits and it's like travel bland travel bands across the world. She was I think five or six weeks six months pregnant. So it was getting to that time of she could or couldn't fly um you know do we have the baby in sydney if we have the baby in sydney then we run the risk of like my mum being in adelaide and not being able to come over her family being in the uk ended up deciding to to have millie in the uk then it was the whole no one's leaving australia am i going to be able to make it there then it was millie was two, two weeks old and i'll never forget um, Bimby called me and he was like, Hey, guys, how you going? How's Millie? I was like, Yeah, good, everything's good. And he's like, Season's starting in five weeks, so you need to do two weeks quarantine and then we need to get you up to speed. So we're probably looking to see if you could fly out in like four or five days' time. And I remember just being on the phone, just slowly putting the volume down because Steph mm-hmm. was sitting in the room, being like, How am I going to get away with this? And he's like, Don't worry about it. Like, you know, I know that Steph won't be able to go, but it won't be three or four months and the season will be wrapped up. I'm just being like, well, three or four months. What do you mean? That's Millie's six months old and I've spent two and a half weeks with her. So, yeah, it was difficult. And, you know, I'm very lucky that she does understand that that's, you know, part and parcel of, of my job. And um, But, yeah, there is a, a whole lot of sacrifices that goes, you know, out with the sort of playing on a Saturday in terms of family and missing things. And, yeah, my son's in Scotland who... You know, I've not spent huge amounts yeah. of time with and, and doesn't quite understand. He thinks I've played the longest football game in the world. You know, I told him I was going to go play a game and he thinks I've, I've not been back for a while. So, um, yeah, it does take its toll family-wise. And, um, yeah, I'm very thankful for, for everything she does and, and how supportive she is. So it, it is really good having her in, in Kuwait and um, spending some quality time with them. That's great. Right, man. No, you, you, you're in debt. Tell her, um, tell her the Sky Blue Stories boys said you're in debt. So it's, <laughs> it's all right. Mate, um, you, you did mention we're, we're lucky enough, a few of your former teammates do, uh, do listen occasionally. Is there any, any shout-outs to any of the boys um, before, we, before we let you go and focus on your, your game tonight? No, no, just, um, yeah, Buster got COVID, so he joined the COVID club, which yeah. is good. He did. So he tra- he spent four months traveling around all of Europe and then got COVID in Bondi. So <laughs> tells you something. Tells you the places that he hangs out are not did places you, um, you want to go. Did he did he enjoy the banter from the fans um, saying that Valentino Yule wouldn't have been a close contact because yes, he did put he put that in the group chat. <laughs> he, said, um, he put that in going. Uh, someone said, "Oh." Busty got COVID. He goes, yeah, but you'll be fine. I didn't get close. I didn't get within two meters of him before any of you dickheads <laughs> say anything about it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, 
yeah, he's good. And we've got a little group chat with a few of the other boys. So, nice. yeah, still close with a lot of them. I know they will be listening. I know that they will miss me so much. So um, I, I miss a few of them more than the others. But, no, it's such a good environment. And I just want to see them doing well this season and, and hopefully getting back to a grand final and, and winning something. Yeah. Well, mate, uh, Ryan, you... If it's not clear already, mate, you you are very much missed by the fans as well, um, as as I'm sure as your former teammates, mate. And uh, thanks so much for for taking time out. And again, on a, on a cup final day, no less. And mate, it would be uh, it would be an absolute uh, honour and a privilege to see you back in Sky Blue one day, mate. So if you can squeeze us in for another season or two in the future, please do. No worries. Thank you very much. Thanks for thanks for having me on, guys. And uh, thank you.